Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I've got my Bible with me today to make it look like I'm extra specially, you know, like I know what I'm talking about because I'm reading from paper. Thank you, Jesse. You upside down thrills, boy, you. How's everyone doing? Who's glad to be in church today? I, I sure am. I'm loving just worshipping God. Just seeing Him in creation, seeing His pattern everywhere, identifying His pattern before us because Scripture tells us he's, His ways have been plastered through creation so no one has an excuse. Anyone who is astute enough to open their eyes and open their ears and look for truth, they will find it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. By Him, all things were made. There was nothing that was created that wasn't made by Him. (laughs) Jesus. In Him was life. Zoe, life, fullness of life. Let me speak these words over you. And that life was the light of mankind. The light shone in the darkness, but the darkness could not overcome it. Thank you for the light. Thank you for the light, Jesus. That you shone the light on our existence, on what was happening to us as mankind, what the Father's heart was, who the Father was, what the plan was, how we can exist on this planet, You showed us everything, Jesus. Your light revealed truth. I thank you for your light today, revealing truth to us, each individually today. As I speak these words and toil this story, Holy Spirit, I thank you for, for rhema words, for now words, individual words to each individual right here, right now. Holy God, Holy Spirit, you can speak to us right now. Get ready to receive a word, a rhema word, because nothing is impossible with a now word from God. Father, I thank you for the words that you're speaking into our life right now. I thank you for the teaching that you're bringing to us through Jesus and through your Holy Spirit. May your kingdom come, may your will be done here on earth, here in the earth of our existence, the earth of our influence, just as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's celebrate. Come on. Hallelujah. Okay, now you can bump fists, shake hands, give the person a hug. Whatever you feel free to do, you are free. Hey. Woohoo. Thank you, team. Great job. Great job this morning. Oh, it's so good to celebrate. It's amazing when you get some um, words of truth or words of wisdom spoken. Instagram has lots of those. I thought I'd, I, I picked up three this week and I thought I'd share them with you because you don't want to miss an opportunity for, like, for wisdom. 
Cry out for it, it says. Proverbs says, cry out for it. Wisdom. Colin and I were talking about this coming in the car this morning. You know, like knowledge. Knowledge puffs up. Pride. Pride puffs up. They're the wrong type of yeasts. They're the yeasts from this world. They're natural yeasts. We want the yeast from heaven to get into our life and to solidify our lives. That's why Jesus said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and beware of the yeast of Herod. That's a whole other story. That's, that's ritual without relationship, religion without relationship. That's the yeast of the Pharisees. And the yeast of Herod, that's just hypocrisy. And everyone hates hypocrisy. Even the hypocrites hate hypocrisy. You know we're all hypocrites. We all say one thing and do the other. We all say we'll never do that again and we do it. And then we say, I'm, I'm going to do this and then we don't do it. And then we hate hypocrisy. We're just, come on. You've got to laugh at us sometimes, don't you? You've got to go, <laughs> silly humans. Humans, listen to this. You can't outrun your problems, but it may be possible to jog slightly in front of them and pretend you can't hear them because of your headphones. In this day and age, caller identification, caller ID is not enough for me. I need to know why they're calling. There needs to be caller identification and caller justification in the same thing. I'd pay more money for that, would you? What are you calling me for? Did you know, moving on, did you know that it takes a plastic bag over a century to break down, yet it only takes me a minor inconvenience? Humans, hey? I feel like I need to explain that one to some people, no? We're all Aussies here, aren't we? Even the South Africans, even the Filipinos amongst us don't need to explain that joke. Good. I don't know why I picked on the Afrikaans and the Filipinos. <laughs> Mainly because I told a joke in Africa and I told a joke in the Philippines. In the Philippines, Adrian has it on video, lead balloon. The only person laughing was my brother, <laughs> laughing at me. Because we discovered that Asian humour is very different to Australasian humour. But in Africa, they got it. That was not my goat. <laughs> my goat was tied to a log. And it did my heart good to hear Africans laugh so loud waving their arms in the air at a joke that I bombed in the Philippines telling. Uh, human eyes are designed to be attracted to light. The very vestibule in our body that allows us to perceive and to see and to, is primarily attracted to light. If you're in a dark room and there is one pinprick of light, you won't be looking at the darkness. Your eyes will be drawn to the light. Last night, Kylie and I took our beautiful dog Chester out for a walk and coming home, saw this, the moon rising and it was a full moon and it was enormous. And I'm like, isn't that amazing? And I just started thinking about how in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void and without form. And the Spirit moved across the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. The very first things that God said, let there be light, was the very defining thing 
that our eyes are drawn towards. But our psyches and our souls are actually more drawn to darkness. You've got to laugh at humans sometimes. Why is it that we want to be focused on what is good and what is perfect, but there's something about us that we're always drawn to the negative, drawn to the wrong side, drawn to... Today, I want to excite you that Jesus came to deal with the human emotions so that we could bring them into balance, that we could bring them under the authority of heaven so that we could actually partner with heaven in our broken condition and be victorious. How wondrous. You've got to laugh at humans. I want to read out of John 3 today because John 3... John 1, I love. John, just flat out. Actually, the whole Bible is really, really good. But I was drawn to, especially today, drawn to the story of Nicodemus. So let's go with that because I've got minus seven minutes. What? Is that right? I'm reading out of the Amplified I've got it in my notes. Why did I bring this big, heavy Bible up with me? Got to laugh at humans. All the dogs do. And the cats. No, they just pick on us. You know, dogs are from God, but cats are the spawn of Satan. You know, like man's best friend and then I don't know what they are. Now, there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a member of the Sanhedrin, which was a special sect. He was among the Jews, who came to Jesus at night and said to him. So he came to him secretly at night to have a conversation with him because it was not, um, it wasn't good for Nicodemus to be seen with Jesus because Jesus had started making some statements which were attacking the Sanhedrin, that were attacking the Pharisees, not really attacking them, just everything that they'd propped up and said, this is important. And right before this, Jesus had gone into the temple, made a whip and beat everybody up and kicked their tables over and said, my house will be a house of prayer and not a house that's based on money, commerce, or anything like that. And he got really angry with him. I had somebody tell me once that Jesus, you know, it's okay for us to fly off the handle and get angry because even Jesus did it in the temple. Flew off the handle, kicked over tables and went wild. I said, that's funny because he, he actually made a whip before he did that. That takes a bit of time. And especially using your hands, he was plaiting it, probably going, Lord, I really want to, Father, I want to beat these people senseless, but I'll just take some time to plait this whip do some macrame while I talk to you. What, what should I do? And he goes, yeah, yeah, house of prayer. Go with the house of prayer one, my son. And he goes, yep, good one, dad. So he comes in here. He just upturned the whole thing, just turned it over. So Nicodemus comes to him. Nicodemus says these words, Rabbi, teacher, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher. That word teacher there is a profound word. You've come to show us the way. For no one can do these signs, these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him. Now, this is really bizarre. We look at 
stories in the Bible and we think, oh yeah, we read them and we think we get an image, a picture of it. Can I just tell you now, there's so much depth here that what we think is being said on a superficial level, if you have eyes to see, ears to hear, if you want to go looking for the light in this, there is such an incredible depth to the Word of God. There is such an incredible depth to what Jesus is saying that on multiple levels, He is answering questions that are faultless. His answers are faultless. So Jesus answered him when he says, you must be from God because no one could do what you're doing without this. So Jesus answered. It wasn't a question, but Jesus answered, I assure you. Now, this is in the Amplified. In the, in the King James, it says, verily, verily, twice. In the NIV, it says, truly, truly, I say to you. In the Passion Translation, it says, this is an eternal truth that I'm sharing with you, Nicodemus. The Greek word is amen, amen. Amen said at the beginning of a statement is, this is true. Get your ears on what I'm about to tell you is eternal and it is from God. When we say amen at the end of a statement, it is like that truth is real and I agree with it and I want it to happen. Make it so. Amen is one of the most um, transliterated exactly words in the in the Bible. It went from the Hebrew, into the Greek, into the Latin, into the French, into the English, into the every language has amen in it. It is an attesting statement that we grab hold of. It's not just a word to end a, a prayer time with. This is, that is truth. I agree with it. I align with it. So Jesus is saying, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Right before he speaks. Where am I up to? Uh, da -da -da -da. Answered him, I assure you, amen, amen. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. That's quite profound right there. See, we talk about the born-again experience and we, we must be born again. This is the only time it's said in a really quiet environment. Not only that, but this has, in this um, conversation, has the most quoted scripture in a quiet, intimate conversation. Jesus says to him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He whispers this to Nicodemus. This is what we shout now. We have it at every, at, in America, they have it at every football match, every basketball, John 3.16. They have signs that they hold up. For God so loved the world. This was said in a very private engagement. It's almost like Jesus, when he did a miracle, he goes, shh, don't tell anyone. In this quiet time, he's telling Nicodemus, these incredible truths that if you can't even, if you're not born again, if you're not reborn from above, you cannot even see or experience the kingdom of God. How true is that? People look at believers, Christians, and they just say, that's okay for you, but that's not for me. And, and my reaction is, hey, this isn't mine. I just believe the message and I'm following Jesus. 
It's not like a faith that I own. This isn't mine that I have to defend. I don't have to defend God to you. I don't have to defend Jesus. I don't even have to defend myself. I just need to follow Jesus in what I'm doing. Unless we're reborn from above, spiritually transformed. Can I just say that when Kylie said seasons, we're in a new season. A season is a natural occurrence here on earth. We've just changed from summer into autumn. What we've been through on the planet isn't a season, it's a metamorphosis, it's a transformation. Things have changed. They will never be the same again. Everything's altered, but we need to now find out where are we standing in God? Where is bedrock? The whole planet is saying, I don't know what is true anymore. Bitcoin has left me. Gold is up and down. Rates are going up. Prices, house prices. How are we ever going to buy a house? When can I get to sell my house? How can I make the most of this opportunity at the moment? We are being transformed, reborn. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man, so straight away Nicodemus is thinking, this is natural. How can a man be born when he is old? You know, like he's going, I'm an old man. My mum, his mum could have been dead. Like how, what? He, he couldn't get his head around it because he was looking at it from the wrong perspective. How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born again, can he? Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, amen, amen, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot ever enter, cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. He goes on to say, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. I just want to have a look at this because it always perplexed me. Unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. Who wants to enter the kingdom of God? Yeah. Who wants to see his kingdom come, his will be done? I know you're all with me, but some of you are just like, I don't want to put my hand up because you've done this to me before, Stephen, and I've answered the wrong time or said the wrong thing. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even know I was going to do that either, so I apologize. But we all want to see and enter the kingdom of heaven. So what is it to be born of water and of spirit? Some people say that's because it's the baptism water. We need to be born, reborn in the baptism, born of the water, so, and then also born of the spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit as well. Yes and no. That is part of it, but that's not all of it. There is a depth to Jesus. Some people say, well, it's the amniotic fluid from birth. Unless we're born of woman and then born again of the Spirit, we cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Yes, that is true. Yet it is not fully what Jesus is saying here. There is a greater depth. The word water here means the essential building blocks of all of creation. And the Spirit hovered above the water. The water was the building block of everything in creation. But not only that, Nicodemus, he's talking to a Nicodemus here. So unless we're, yeah, that, it's chaos as well. Water actually is formless. It is chaos. It represents chaos. So unless we're born of chaos, does that make sense? Ooh, where is Stephen going with this one? Because chaos, that can't be in God. Or can it? 
does God, does chaos scare God? No, because in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was formless. That was chaos. It was formless right there. It talks about water being the rain. In this specific re, um, portion, it's talking about virtually rain falling from heaven. It is like the rain that comes into our life onto the earth and the earth is, births things from that rain. Oh, Lord, help me. There is so much in it. I'm struggling with this because there is so much depth to this. I, I went looking and I'm going, because we understand the spirit part, don't we? The Holy Spirit has been poured out. The Holy Spirit, I, I just received the Holy Spirit, but this born thing. Oh, wow. Lamentations 3.22 says this. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. In, this is in the NIV, but in other versions it says that his mercies are new every morning. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, so great love is his unconditional love. Compassion is an interesting word. In the Hebrew, compassion is a feminine word. It means that love, that nurturing love that a mother has. That's the essence of it. But its root meaning is the womb. It's the same word. Is the womb. Compassion is the womb. Your compassions are new every morning. Your, your womb is new every morning. We have every day an opportunity to be reborn again. God makes it available that he, we are birthed every day by his mercies afresh. That day is gone. This is the day the Lord has made. I will get my eyes focused again on him. Yeah. And live in that. Unless you're born of water and the spirit, it cannot enter, ever enter the kingdom of God. I'm not going to answer this for you, you fully because there is so much depth to this about the water and the, and the spirit. But Jesus said, went on to say, that which is born of flesh is flesh. The physical is merely physical in verse 6. And that which is born of the spirit is breath, is spirit. It's breathing out. Do not be surprised that I have told you, you must be born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and sanctified. He says, don't be surprised. But what was Nicodemus? He was totally surprised because he says, how can I do that? Let's have a look at this. Does anybody have a choice when they're born, if they're born, <laughs> do any of us? We're just along for the ride. We are born. The word born and reborn here means to assign gender. Ooh, in this day and age, how important is that to be born? To have your gender assigned and know that is who I am and trust in that is who I am. That is who a sovereign God has ordained me to be. 
There is so much confusion at the moment. There's so much fear. Isn't it amazing what fear does? The disciples were all there together with Jesus and say, never, not going to do it. No. A day later, whoa, they're gone. Except James. He's there with the ladies. They didn't flee. wonder why Jesus spoke so highly of women to get our perspective changed because you know, being in a patriarchal society. Jesus goes on to say, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it's coming from and where it's going. So it w- is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. <laughs> if there was ever a t- like a statement that could just put crazy on, that's it right there. The wind you don't know where it's going or what it's doing. That's why Pentecostals are really weird. They just blow around wherever they want to go. Woo! God told me to do this. No, that's not what it's about. It's about actually being aware of those little fluctuations in life, those little impressions that the Spirit is actually trying to show us the way to go. Scripture tells us the narrative is plain. He goes before us. He comes up behind us and he stands beside us at all times. He ordains and appoints our steps. He ordains and appoints our steps, our walk. He ordains and appoints the number of days that we have to live on this planet. We are born. We are assigned a life here on earth. Then we are reborn, reborn from above. Do we have a choice in it? Yes, to believe the message that it has been done for us. There's no one, nothing else can do this for us. This is something that we just must accept by faith that God has a plan, that he has done it. And we are reborn again through the water and through spirit. I cannot explain fully to you what that means because I've only got 55 seconds left. We're not worrying about time today, are we? Yes, we are. Nicodemus said to him in verse 9 how can these things be possible Jesus replied you are the great and well-known teacher of Israel yet you do not understand these things from scripture this is the depth of what the Bible is about Jesus is talking not about just one statement in scripture I'm pulling one out but just how many times the narrative is continued over and over and over again. God has dumbed it up so much for us so that if we go looking, we will find it. Ezekiel 36, 24 says this, For I will take you from the nations, gather you from all the lands, and bring you into your own land. I will bring you into the territory that I have appointed for you. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit Within you, and I'll remove the heart of stone and from from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. Jesus is talking about that. That's repeated so many times through the Old Testament that God says, I will wash you with water. Now, Nicodemus should have also known this because ritual cleansing was part of the whole religious process. Using water was important. And he missed it. He's going, I, I, I'm getting caught up on all this reborn stuff. 
I want to tell you now, we have an opportunity to be reborn every morning. Every morning when we wake up, we can put the past behind us and say, Father, I, I, I may have nailed it yesterday or I may have failed it yesterday, but that was yesterday. Please forgive me. We've got to realise that repentance is a joy, that repentance is a privilege, that repentance is a blessing in our life. It's not a time to be pointing fingers. It's a time to go, God, I'm being reborn right now. I'm entering into the kingdom of heaven again right now. I am being reborn. And his, his womb is new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. I hope you're not being weirded out by my terminology here. But God is birthing something fresh. And we get caught up and go, oh, this is how God moves. And then we try and do it like that. And God says, no, nah, the wind blows. No one knows. You can see it's moving. You can see it's having form. <laughs> Yeah, unless we're reborn, we can't even perceive the kingdom of God. Unless we're born of water and spirit, we can't ever enter it. <laughs> Jesus goes on and says in verse 11, I assure you, amen, amen, and most solemnly say to you, we speak only what we absolutely know and testify about what we have actually seen as eyewitnesses. And still you reject our evidence and do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things, that is, things that happen right here on earth and you do not believe, how will you believe and trust me if I tell you heavenly things? No one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man himself, whose, whose home is in heaven. I'm going to just jump back and grab a scripture out of Proverbs here, Jesse. Can you grab that Proverbs 30 verse 4? Did I give you that one? I may not have. I apologize. But in Proverbs 30 verse 4, it says, Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Wind. Who has wrapped up the waters? Waters in a cloak. Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the name of his son? Surely you know. This was the first time that the son of God was like even being spoken of in a profound way. But it talks about wind and waters and the earth here. So it, no one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man himself. Just as Moses lifted up a bronze serpent in the desert on a pole, the narrative has been repeated before. So must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross so that whoever believes will... Sorry, will in him have eternal life after physical death and will actually live forever. So that whoever believes in him, <laughs> we can't just believe what we understand about Jesus. If you don't understand something about Jesus, you can still believe in him. You don't have to fully comprehend everything that's going on to, to believe him that what he's saying is true. Nicodemus missed an opportunity here or got the opportunity. We don't hear a lot about Nicodemus after this, but this story we do. Being born again is a profound statement and a profound experience in our lives. Being filled with the Spirit is a profound experience and a profound moment in our lives. But it's not just that's what happened back then. Do you remember when you were born again? Yeah, this morning. 
this morning because His mercies are new every morning. Yesterday, I messed up. I made some mistakes yesterday. We, we sin every day by, by what we do or by what we don't do. We miss the mark somehow in our lives. Now, you might go, oh, well, then I might as well just give up. If they... No, no, no. God's made a way. God's made a way that He can make all things work together for good. He can even use fallen things in our life to actually become a strength in our life. When we're weakest, He is strongest. Oh, I think I'm giving you more questions than answers here this morning, but that's all right because I'm trying to spark your eyes and your ears to go looking for the light. I know that sounds weird, ears, light, you know what I mean. That's the truth you're looking for. So when Jesus was on the cross and he had the, the accusation, if he's really the son of God, then, you know, surely he, can, he healed the sick. He raised up the dead. Surely he can do something about here. And then one of the guys on the side says, oh, really, if you are the son of God, then why? And the other one says, hey, hey, we're here because we're, we're paying for what we did. But this guy's done nothing. Lord, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus says, surely today you will be with me in paradise. Then he makes a statement. He says, you know, Eloi, Eloi, laba sabachthani. You know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then he cried out with a loud voice, Telios, it is finished. Telios, to end, to complete, to execute, to conclude, to discharge a debt once and for all, to accomplish, to make an end, to expire, to fill up, to overflow, to go over, to pay, to perform. The conclusion of an act or state paid. Finally, continually, indefinitely, absolutely. So it was done for all time preceding, done for all time now and done for all time in the future. This was a statement. It is finished ing. It is finished ing. It is continuing to be finished on a daily basis with the love and the mercy of God. Everything is birthed out of love. We come back to the mercy of God every morning. When we wake up, do we go, oh, I've got another day to live? Or it's like, you have filled my lungs with breath again for this day. What is my perspective? Because some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, another one. And it's like, no, this is a blessing. This is a privilege. I don't know if you're tired or not. I've got this feeling that there's some tired people here today. And I want to speak some life into you. Because Jesus had life. That was Zoe life, fullness of life. He came that we would be free, free in life. Not free to do whatever we want, but free to be who God made us to be. And we can get so caught up in things that we miss it. We miss it. I was driving past here the other day. And, um, and I hadn't looked at the gum trees along the river for a long time, mainly because I'm looking at crazy people on the road. Because in a moment, I can get my, <laughs> I can have a meltdown. And I'm driving past the trees and I'm looking at them and I'm going, wow, I drive past these trees all the time. And I'm, and I'm looking at them thinking, they are perfect trees, Father. You've designed them so perfectly and I don't fully comprehend them. There's a statement that I saw in a garden. 
And it says a weed is just a name we give something we haven't found its purpose yet. Do you know how many weeds you've got in, the, in your garden that have medicinal purposes, have nutritional purposes? And we just call them weeds. We, we, we call them weeds because we don't understand their purpose, what truth they reveal, what purpose they were designed to fulfill. It's the same about us. What truth are we going to reveal in life? What purpose are we going to fulfill in life? Because we can try and live and build our own kingdom or we can try and live entering in and being in the kingdom of God and being ambassadors for the kingdom of God here on earth. I don't think Jesus ever meant for the church to be a complex thing. That's why we're, Kylie and I have been really discussing how we, we move forward as a church because I know something significant took place in people's lives. It did in mine over our 10 nights of fire and three nights of fever. For those that weren't here, we all got COVID after that. So <laughs> not all. Okay, yeah, just quiet about it then because <laughs> I got it double dosed. Uh, God has made it so simple for us to be born and be reborn. We, it's nothing, we can't force it. Nothing depends on us except our acceptance of it. Our acceptance of it. A child only knows who they are because they accept their parents are telling them and introducing them to the world. The world is safe. This is dangerous. The world is good. That's not. This is, you know, we teach children. They accept it. We're moving into a, a next stage of what God has for us. But I think we're going back to what was purposeful, what was truthful. The early church, when they gathered together, they celebrated. They came together because they wanted to and they had intimate conversations with one another. And I'm, we know that that happened around food. That's what we want to do with our life groups now. But it's not going to be life groups. It's everyone is a life group leader by you having people over to your house. And do you know what it's going to take? It's going to take discipline and discipleship to actually go, no, nah, that's going to be too much hard work. No, it's actually going to be something we need to activate and become a habit in our life that we don't do it out of a religious obligation, but actually out of a freedom to share about the good things of God and to live in the goodness of God, talking about the goodness of God, because that's what it is. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We don't know what we're actually speaking into one another's life when we tell about the good things that Jesus has done for us. Jesus has set me free. Jesus has saved my life. Not once, but multiple times. Jesus has set my feet on bedrock. Jesus has changed my perspective about this planet, about me, about my Father in heaven. Jesus is the defining factor for all of humanity. It is Jesus. That's why they tried to change BC to BCE and AD to CE. You know, we're now living in the common era. There's nothing common about this era at all. This is Amino Domini, the year of our Lord. We are living in the existence of a reigning Jesus, reigning Christ. 
It was done. It was complete. It was executed. It was discharged. The debt was dealt with past, present and future. At that moment when He spoke that out, all of mankind was released. The veil was torn. And then He shouted in a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Why? So that we can all know when we're going through tough times that God is still there, that ultimately our existence is in His hands, that our future is in His hands, that our our living is in His hands. Can you just stand with me this morning, if you're able to? I was amazed that I didn't know that word mercy, compassion meant it's like a womb every morning. There are so many parallels that I could draw here, but it just complicate things and I'm going to leave it at that. But if you're tired at the moment, if you're a little bit worn out, that's all I'm getting from the Holy Spirit. I want to, I want to just pray for you. I want you to receive a fresh breath from God. I want you to receive a fresh encounter with His Holy Spirit. However you need to, just posture yourself now. However you talk to the Father, I whisper to Him and I just say, you're there, Father. You love me. I don't know why, but you do. Thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus. Father, I thank you right now for my brothers and sisters that are here. For anyone who's a little bit frayed in their emotions, feeling like a plastic bag on that century, or tired, weary and worn out from not just a couple of years, but maybe a couple of decades of struggling and doing things hard. Father, I thank you for a fresh wind from heaven right now. I thank you for a fresh rain to fall. Lord, I am so grateful that heaven is always sowing. You are scattering seed all the time. You are raining down on us all the time, the water of life. You are cleansing us all the time. Your mercies are new every morning. Father, I just speak rest, peace, forgiveness over each life right now. Your sins are forgiven. What a profound statement. Your sins are forgiven. Jesus said, whoever sin you forgive shall be forgiven by this Father. So right now, I speak with authority as one sent from Jesus. And I say, your sins are forgiven. Teleos, they were dealt with in the past. They were dealt with today and they're dealt with in the future. Teleos, it is finished. Father, I speak a fresh revelation, a fresh morning over each life. Fresh breath in lungs, fresh strength in limbs, fresh juices in the mind. Father, I thank you for a fresh flowing mind, a mind that is not, um, oh, yeah, all I'm getting is like constipated. But Father, (laughs) that's weird. Father, I thank you. I thank you for a mind that isn't rigid and stayed, but a mind that is... Is, is flowing in you, Father. You have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, authority, and a sound mind, self-control.
Father, I thank you for your breath blowing. I thank you for this week. As we step into this week, Father, I speak over and we agree. Amen, amen. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth, just as it is in the heavenlies. Ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your love. You are so awesome, Father God. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.